Today's episode, we talk about the Real Vision bot, the mental model anti fragile, and where you can earn some yield on cash today. All right. Um, okay, I like this Jamboard. Um, this Real Vision bot, let's just talk about that real quick. So, you know Real Vision, right? I don't know if I do. Yeah, Raul Paul. Yeah, Raul macro, Paul, exactly. He's a macro guy, all of he's his a- money is in crypto. Yeah. Yeah. So what Real Vision started out as, Matt, was like this pretty legitimate, like behind the curtain hedge fund because he's like an ex Goldman guy and then had his own fund and then like made all of his money off of all the crashes like every other rich fuck. And then was like, I'm going to start this company. And so then they became like a pretty legitimate macro website at the beginning. And then, like, it evolved into this crypto thing, and now they pretty much just call it, like, the Netflix of finance, and, like, they just pump out podcasts and videos and, like... That just doesn't sound like it's something... Uh, I got I got an email from them that was, like, uh, trying to get, like, you to sign up for the yearly subscription, and, like, they were going to mint an NFT in the process if you, like, joined the the or like the yearly subscription early enough you'd be a part of it and like all this crazy shit but but uh this bot um i'll just put it in the chat because that's probably easier uh here corbin i just put it in the google chat what's this coin 360 oh hello well i was yeah i was looking at that email or the text you sent and i was gonna look at Okay, so what they do is they feed this AI bot the transcripts of every day, and then the bot makes predictions based off of, if you scroll up, there's like a survey tab. So you could like fill out the survey, and then the bot will like take that into part of the algorithm, but really it's based on uh, what the show is saying. So it's kind of cool, but then like Corbin's doing right now and scrolling... uh, Oh, it's it's interview sentiment at the top. Do that one. Yeah, that's the one that it's reading the transcripts. And now it has all the market indicators like graphed out of like Tableau or some shit. And so you could see like six month S&P daily sentiment. And I was like, this is actually kind of cool. So I don't know who's running this. And then you could change like the S&P to like Bitcoin or euro dollar or whatever and i thought it was like a semi-powerful like indicator for free like instead of using like macd or moving averages or whatever like this is kind of like another thing that people actually pay for and watch all day and you're just like let me give it a quick once over and so i thought they were pretty cool metrics for for free so i don't know take it with what you want hmm so I kind of played around with the website and I mean, there's nothing like, I mean, the whole thing's kind of like, you got to see it and like read it a little, but it is pretty, pretty cool that a robot's just reading the transcripts 
So like there's hmm. a lot of positive verbiage about the price of Bitcoin. Where is it? Where is it pulling data from? Is it like socials like Twitter I, or it's allegedly like the actual show transcripts from real vision? Like, yeah, from... yeah. So I don't know if someone's like a full blown subscriber where they're getting like transcripts or how they're doing it. But at the top, it says the bot reads every interview on real vision and extracts sentiment topics and emotion over time. So like somehow the bot is doing this. I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. It's a good data point. It's a good free one for sure. Yeah. It's the right price too. Yeah. But I mean, there's always the euphoria before the bubble burst too. So, I mean, you don't necessarily know where you are. I have no idea. where. I like this one. This, this shows like all the different. Yeah. So there it's like macro and then you can do, uh, one, hold on. One is like, uh, what they actually, oh yeah. Yeah. So on the right is the bots portfolio weighting accounting for other factors. Don't know what they are. And then on the left is what I guess is actually said on the show. So like you can see that the bot is overweighting Bitcoin and the NASDAQ as opposed to gold. Right. Does anyone have like a fund that's tied to this? (laughs) I have no idea. We should start it. (laughs) And lose all of our money even faster. Nah. But I'm, I'm just interested. Like, is this like, I don't know. Just another data point. Yeah. Yeah. It's another data point. So I don't know. You can fuck around with it. I'm going to add this to my macro folder. Have you guys read any books by uh, Taleb, Nassim Taleb? I've I've been meaning to. Uh, I told you I read like Nate Silver's book, and like he he referenced him a few times, but he also secretly like not secretly but like openly hates him or gotten like Twitter arguments with him. I I still haven't read anything though. Yeah, he well he's I think he seeks that out. Taleb does. He likes arguments. Yeah. Um, he he calls people out by name in his books and stuff. His books are are interesting. They're like the the some of the only books that I will actually reread just because they're really interesting. Yeah. In the way he kind of frick talks about things, it's not dry. It's very like it's just kind of it's all over the place. He's making all sorts of references, and it's just it's yeah. pretty interesting. But anyways, he's talking about. I'm reading his book Anti Fragile again, and he's talking about what's anti-fragile is just something that gets stronger with disorder as opposed to something that's fragile that'll break as soon as it hits the ground or whatever. But he talks about it in like, uh, uh, you could say politics or uh, not geography, but in states. So he says like a nation state is anti-fragile, like a Singapore. Basically, any sort of big city is Mm -hmm. anti-fragile. So, you know, any take any big city can be kind of its own little nation state. Um, but what's something that's fragile, like like a centralized state like China, anything centralized, like the federal government is kind of fragile, but 
like the municipal government, something that's like on the ground in the area with all the local people is more of a anti-fragile entity because that's, they're dealing with the daily life of people and, you know, roads, this, that, and the other, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, you know, something that's like far off making decisions. That's something that can, you know, be a little bit more, uh, open to turmoil or volatility or something like that. So it's like municipal governments are anti-fragile centralized states are fragile. Would you, would you recommend that as a first book to read by him? Or do you? I do. I do fooled by randomness is the first one. Fooled by Okay. I'm yeah. going to, I need to start making a book list cause I'm about to run out of my books. Yeah. Fooled by randomness is a good one. It's kind of short. Okay. Got it on my list. He's it's, it's good. It's, it's different. Um, cause he's not, uh, he like he bashes like economists. He's kind of he's kind of a good opposite uh opposite side of like what you kind of hear in the news and mm-hmm. uh just kind of calling people out on their bullshit. Yeah. You you should read uh Nate Silver's Signal and Noise too. It's not as probably confrontational as that, but uh each chapter is kind of like a different thing and like how like everyone fails to approach problems or how like things improve like one chapter was about fucking, uh, you know, the first computer to beat a, a grandmaster. One chapter is about poker. One chapter is about like, you know, weather predictions and how like those have improved. And another chapter was about like earthquakes and how like, you know, that still hasn't improved because like there's still so much noise and not enough signal. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, Taleb talks about wildfires and how we try to well i guess up to a point in like the 90s we suppress them Mm -hmm. which builds up even more and more kindling and it makes an even great you know even worse problem yeah in the future when you could have had a smaller burn earlier on and then then you wouldn't have had the problem later yeah it's and then and then yeah there's a book i'm reading where they're or listening to where they're talking about the 2008 banking crisis and you know so you take the wildfire thing now apply it to banking and mm-hmm. okay the banks we should just let the banks fail is what he's what he's describing and let you know now that's that's a that's a whole nother animal you know if we were in like a depression type scenario but yeah could you have said yeah in 2005 we should have let something happen let a smaller wildfire burn and then maybe the 2008 wouldn't have been as bad. I mean, that's all hindsight at this point. But yeah. is there are there smaller wildfires in the in the economy that we could let let go, and it won't be as bad as as we have like a 50 oh, percent crash or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And I and I and that's kind of like the whole, you know. You know, the U.S. is so large. We have, you know, tornadoes in the Midwest. We have, you know, earthquakes out West. Everything's kind of has its day. Texas has its power problems in the winter. But like overall, we kind of everything kind of sues over with time. It's not like the U.S. has like, you know, nuclear bombs don't fall over everything or something like that. You know, it's kind of like compartmentalized. Anyways. It's interesting to to think about, but 
Yeah, it doesn't. How do you act on it? I think I think just like the way of thinking helps uh, approach problems. You know, like you know, like like fucking Herschel. You know, he'd say, "I'm not teaching you how to." you know engineer xyz i'm teaching you how to think like I, th- I think the thought process is is more important how to approach things and see your own bias and you know just try to assess the situation better yeah that sounded like an interview answer right there that was just <laughs> fucking vague as shit you've been doing you've been doing a decent amount of those you've been getting pretty good at yeah that. it's yeah. true it's true it's all about being vague <laughs> and talking yourself up but not too fucking much <laughs> yeah i saw this huge fucking problem no fucking big deal yeah yeah how are I you think... involved in this it's a fucking eighty thousand person organization i did one fucking thing of it that's how i was involved <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think like, yeah, just kind of uh, looking at the downside, understanding the downside. And as long as that's minimized or understood, then everything else is gravy. Yeah. I th- Investing, I think... engineering, you know, you don't want the bridge to fall down. As long as the bridge doesn't fall down, then anything yeah. else is good to go. Yeah. But I think in this day and age, it's just like realizing when you're in echo chamber which is like fucking constantly anymore like even in like any any like section of reddit like no matter what it is like chances are it's more than likely a male whose age is you know 15 to, to 45 so like reddit in itself is an echo chamber and then you go inside the subreddits which are even more fucking echoey <laughs> and then you're just like yeah this is you know just self-fulfilling prophecies everywhere. It's like, man, I'm a fucking genius. And you're just like, you got to take a step back and like realize there's other shit out there. But I still fucking love Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. I like Reddit too. I saw when I, when I first did the mining rig, I, uh, I, I started looking at like the, the mining reddits, subreddits. And, uh, there was one, I think over, like the Chris over Christmas, somebody somebody was pulling in outside air, and they must not have been home. And it snowed overnight, and they had no filter, and so they just sucked oh, in a shit. bunch of snow into all into their the rig. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't be like me over this holiday or whatever. I was like, oh man, but like. It's so easy to Google something and then just put like Reddit afterwards and like 90% of the time somebody else has fucking done it and just like explains it perfectly like fucking gardening. It's just like uh, like I was looking up like fucking like dwarf cherry trees today. So he's like putting like dwarf cherry trees Reddit and then there's just like a bunch of fucking posts. He's like this is great. It cuts out all the bullshit. It's just a bunch of other weirdos who are looking to plant dwarf <laughs> cherry trees. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, basically everybody has done everything you're about to do. It's true. Nothing's original, so you might as well just fucking recreate somebody who did it okay to maybe good. Yep. You guys uh buy buy anything this week with the somewhat dip? Yeah. I got I, my Ethereum right. I feel like uh January, February are gonna be rough. But I feel like there's going to be a, a quick recovery in March. 
It's hard to be you, Corbin, and do all this portfolio shit. Because, like, yours is probably, like, set up, but fucking getting it teed up is hard. Yeah, mine's mine's not set up. I'm still working on it. <laughs> like, And then there's a couple times I was trying to do, like, what I'll call, like, fancy math and, like, multiply percentages to figure out, like, what weighting you wanted to have. And I was just like, what are you fucking doing? Like, why are you wasting time? Just five, five, seven. That's 17. What are you? Why are you making this complicated? Like... Yeah, it's and then like waiting for, like I said in the text, waiting for full year uh, financial results on all this dividend shit to see like yeah. who's actually going to raise and shit. Like you have to wait till March. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, wild. I think banks like banks are coming out probably soon, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, February, March, April, full year twenty twenty one stuff will come out. Yeah, so it's like, do you even, it's like I'm not touching anything right now. Uh, and then I just have my like my put spread hanging out there. Uh, that had to have yeah. rebounded a couple, past couple days. It came back. It was like right above break even at the close today. So now time decay is starting to help finally. But yeah, it was really, real nail biter there for a little bit. But, yeah. No, I've actually been selling some things just uh kind of rebalancing in my own way, I guess. And also yeah. trying to find some a place to park some cash. Um so I've been doing the Gemini, the Gemini dollar, the stable coin. Yeah. Experiment with that. Um have you guys seen uh so have you guys ever fucked around with Treasury Treasury Direct? No. No. So that's where you can buy uh basically US government bonds, bills, notes directly as opposed to going through your um like Fidelity or Schwab or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have um I'll pull it up here. They're called Treasury I bonds and they're supposed to track um inflation. So Treasury Direct, you can set you can set yourself oh. up an account. Yeah, I've um, looked up my paper bonds here. Yeah, so you can you don't have to get paper bonds. It can be all digital, but you can uh, basically put your cash on here, buy these I bonds. You have to hold them for at least a year to get the um, interest. They're technically a thirty year bond, but they are actually tracking inflation. So through April twenty twenty two, this this will go 7.12%. Now it'll change um, in April. And I'm sure, I mean, depends what inflation is doing, but it may go down. What if, but I mean, it's, what if there's deflation? Um, well, I don't see. think it's going to be in the next year, but I'm, I'm just. It's deflation when it just goes down. Yeah. When prices go down. I mean, just this interest rate will go down. You're saying if, if interest rates negative. go negative. Yeah. Uh, See, there should be a historical. Like for the past, like shit, twelve years it's had that have been pretty flatlined. No, it's been positive. Yeah, inflation. I'm talking about the interest rate on these bonds. Yeah, but it has to have been minuscule. Oh, but it's been more than like a bank account. What I'm saying is, it's like a, this is an alternative to putting it into like Chase or even the 
Marcus like has a 0.5%. I'm, tr- I'm trying to beat the 0.5% interest. What about uh, like CDs? Does it beat CDs? Yeah, because CDs you can, uh, I don't know, a couple percent maybe. Uh, a one-year oh, CD is oh, like... No. A one-year CD is probably still under a percent. Yeah, I mean, this is 7%. Yeah. So this... Uh, let me just... I don't care that much. I'm putting you on the spot. It doesn't matter. It's basically been a couple, at least like one percent mm-hmm. the past few years, so it's a it's a a way to put you know make cash or in some interest that's greater than your bank account, greater than just having it in cash, you know. Yeah, I probably checking. do that. So yeah, I I looked that up. Treasury Direct Series I. Okay, I might. So so between Gemini and FTX, what would you guys recommend? What, what are you trying do? to do? You know, <laughs> you owe me a Coke. I don't, I honestly don't know if I'll fuck with options like Corbin. I don't know if I have the time or dedication. Yeah, it's uh, probably not worth it. Yeah. So Gemini has more coins for yeah. sure. The problem is Gemini doesn't have a lot of like the, the shit coins. They have a ton of like the alt coins. Um, I don't know. I I would go if I had to do it again. I wouldn't get. I would just go straight Gemini. I would never get fucking Kraken. Yeah, I'm still rocking my Kraken. I'm just gonna. I don't feel like moving Ethereum around, so I'm just gonna leave that Kraken for forever. Yeah, yeah I'm F- just gonna hold on to my Kraken, but I'm not putting anything there anymore. Okay. Yeah, FTX like the exchange. It's got a lot of shit, but I mean Gemini. I mean, it's pretty nice that you can. So what I've been doing is putting cash into Gemini, mm-hmm. taking that cash, buying the Gemini uh, USD. Mm-hmm. You can also buy the USDC, which we bought the helium miners with, mm-hmm. and you earn eight percent. Dude, I don't think we're ever gonna. Side note: I don't think we're ever gonna get those fucking helium miners. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> don't you worry; they're coming have you looked at like they've they've like said like if you look at like their twitter they say like oh our next shipment is shipping out you know anyone ordered to like june 17th or before i'm just like fuck that was like six months ago we're they're no, coming more than don't six worry. months ago okay but but continue. that's our skin in the game they're coming <laughs> uh, why can't i see the so yeah so you do a gemini earn account okay and so here are the different ones. So Gemini dollar is going to earn the most because that's their own coin, own stable coin, a little over 8% APY. And it and it compounds like, I don't know, a couple times a week. Okay. And then you, you can do See, the USDC. That's, a, that's the problem with fucking cracking, staking on cracking. That shit doesn't even compound. I mean, not that I have like a shit ton on there. That would be amazing, but still. Yeah, is I that mean, why like it seems nice. like you're not getting anything because it's not compounding? Well, it's probably because we don't have shit for money in there either. But yeah, it's not compounding. Like if you look at your Kraken, like it listed out as like Ethereum 2.0 and like Ethereum staked, and then if you have some unstaked, like I do, there's I have like three different Ethereum's listed. Join us next time where we finish this conversation about crypto and talk about the barbell strategy. Send us your comments or questions. 
at Ape Engineers on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Apes together, strong!